The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp. Welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation, with nationally known gerontologist Carol Zerniel and award-winning veteran broadcaster Ron Aaron. This program provides health, wellness, and other information for caregivers who are vital to the health and well-being of so many people across our country. And now, here are your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zerniel. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, delighted to have you with us on this award-winning podcast and radio show. With us today is our co-host, Carol Zerniel. Carol is the past chair of the board of directors of the National Council on the Aging. She's a member of the Ray's Family Caregiving Advisory Council under the Federal Department of Health and Human Services. Carol has a master's degree in social gerontology and nearly 30 years experience in the field of aging and caregiving. And she was one of Next Avenue's top 50 influencers on aging. And Carol Zerniel, it is great to have you on with us today. It is great to be here with you, Ron. We've got a really important topic today for those who are caregivers or about to become caregivers or will become caregivers, talking about the complete elder care planner. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges a lot of caregivers have. Well, that's it. A lot of people don't know where to start or what questions to ask. And I, I can't think of a better person than Joy Laverde to help guide us through that conversation. Well, let, me, uh, let me share a little background on Joy. And today is a uh, wonderful day for her. We record the show on the day the fourth edition of the Complete Elder Care Planner comes out. Joy is a consultant, keynote speaker, and media spokesperson on the topic of caregiving and solo aging. Her work has been featured on the Today Show, CBS Early Show, NPR, Time Magazine, and now on Caregiver SOS On Air. Joy is also the author of Who Will Take Care of Me When I'm Old and the Complete Elder Care Planner, as I said. And we're delighted, Joy, to have you with us. Thanks. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Let's dive what in. What got you interested in, uh, in the whole topic of caregiving? What dragged you into that? Sister Dorothy, when I was a freshman in high school, I went to an all-girls Catholic high school, and Sister Dorothy was looking for volunteers to go to the nursing home, and I raised my hand because I wanted extra credit. That's it. <laughs> but I walked in the room, and seven people were sitting in the dark on Thanksgiving morning, and my 14-year-old brain could not comprehend how that happened. I come from a big Italian family where I was going to go home to music and dogs and food and laughter, and what I saw in front of me didn't make any sense. So I thought about this for a long time. And when I was in my 40s, I thought, well, gee, I could just get, if I could just get people to start talking to each other, maybe that will help. And that was the, in 1985, the first self-published edition of the Complete Elder Care Planner. And what had you done in the meantime up until then? I was raising a daughter. I was a single mom and working. Which kept you very busy, I'm sure. Absolutely. But this this topic never left my mind. Well, and you know, you... thinking back, but just thinking back to 1985, because that's about the time I went into the field. I mean, it was wide open spaces. This was 
a new topic at the time. Oh, Carol, when I, first of all, the, the first people who jumped on this were the human resource directors at corporate American uh, companies. And what happened was, is they said, well, we have childcare, but we don't, we don't even know what elder care is. And we want you to come and tell us. And so that launched the journey of elder care in the workplace. And as you put together your first self-published version of the elder care planner, how did you put it together? You, you hadn't been a caregiver. I had been a caregiver. I did a lot of homework. The computer wasn't even in my in my uh, thinking at the time. There was a lot of typing going on. I went to the library all the time. I read books. I made phone calls. I, I did research the old-fashioned way. And it has, you know, the first three editions were self-published because they kept getting sold. They, they kept, I kept selling them. And that's when I said, I need a publisher. I cannot, I can't do this. And so in time, the, the internet showed up in the 90s. And as soon as the internet showed up, I was all over it. I realized that this was my, my way to communicate to the world. Stay with us just a minute. For those of you who just joined us, you're listening to the award-winning Caregiver SOS On Air podcast available wherever you get your podcast. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel, and we're talking with Joy Laverty. She is the author of The Complete Elder Care Planner, the fourth edition literally published formally today. And so it is an honor for us to have you uh, on this auspicious occasion. So, Joy, take us through what you put together uh, for the planner, for those who are listening, uh, who may tomorrow become a caregiver or may already be there, what's in there that can help them? There, there is um, all kinds of ways to help introduce the subject, which is which is very necessary because we don't know where to start. So I begin by helping people understand how to plan. Not necessarily what to plan for in the beginning, but how to make a good plan for caregiving. Then the rest of the book helps caregivers. The book is written for the caregiver, by the way, not for the adult child or for the one who's doing all the care. So everything is focused on, is this meeting your needs? And I go help them go through legal things to know, housing, insurance, um, money, being kind to yourself as a caregiver, how to talk to people about the future when they want to shut the door and tell you to get out of their way. Um, I talk about the quality of life. How do you keep people in your family together? How do you become a caregiver if you're a solo ager? How are you supposed to do this? What's your plan B? So it is truly, as it says, a complete planning guide. Well, that I mean, just just thinking through everything you just said, it's like what is it? Uh, the universe and everything is a movie. I mean, it's 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 really the the soup to nuts. Um, where? What's the first chapter? Tell me again. Where do you? What's the first thing that you really recommend people think about? Okay, in this order, and and I think you'll agree with me, Carol, because you've been at it just as long as I have. Number one, how to finance a longer life money, right? Absolutely. Number two, yeah. Number two, housing. Where are we going to live? 
where you live matters. But you can't just think of it as a roof over your head. It is housing with services, whatever that may mean. That's number two. And number three is legal documents. Do you even have the authority to do any of this? And so money, housing, legal paperwork, start there. Just open the book to the money chapter. Go there. And can you get help in putting all that together for the uh, person who says, this is just so daunting. I don't think I can do this. Yes. So there are professionals. And what's cool is since COVID, new industries have popped up. New advisors, independent patient advocates, uh, Medicare and Medicaid specialists, people who are specialists with veterans. There are a whole bunch of new advisors that I that I sprinkle throughout the book. And the best thing about it is we could get a lot of help <clears throat> without having a lot of without having a lot of financial wealth to our name. So there's a, every single chapter has something called no cost and low cost resources. There's and you, so much help. No, sorry, go ahead. There's just so much help available. And that was the thing that I, that I found that people got stopped. Like you said, they don't, they don't know how to plan. And then, so they don't do anything. Like I can't deal with this. It's too hard. Yeah, so do, you, do you point out to say these might be places where you do want to invest um, in some outside help if this isn't your thing? Yeah. <laughs> How about the whole book? <laughs> right. <laughs> but particularly in the I financial or the legal stuff, because some people think, well, I can just look at the Internet and I can do everything I need to do. No, you can't, <laughs> because there's a lot of misinformation on the Internet. and. Um, it's just not a good idea, especially do-it-yourself legal documents. Those have been contested all over the place, right, Ron? Is yes, that ring exactly. A bell? Yeah. Now, the other thing that I found very useful in, in what you put together are the kinds of questions that people should ask, because we don't know the questions and we don't know the answers, but you give a lot of help in figuring out what we ought to look for in getting to know. The first thing is surrounding ourselves with experts. And, the, and instead of <clears throat> telling them what we think we need to know, one of the first questions I tell caregivers to ask is, what do I need to be asking you? So if you're in front of a lawyer, or if you're in front of a person who's a specialist in Medicare, or if you're, you're talking to someone who's really good at housing, Instead of asking a, a question that's more of a blanket question, ask the open-ended question. What do I need to be asking you that I don't even know to ask? And you go from there. That's a good yeah, question. That's really great advice. Yeah, that's really great advice because um, sometimes the, the, the real heart of the information is not in the yes-no. It's in the, you know, what, that open space, that blank space. Right. And they are the people that are the most up to date with whatever it is that we're looking for. So so I always say, you know, what am I missing here? What do I how do I how do I do this from your professional point of view? And when you say soul agers, you talk about that and you've mentioned it a couple of times. What is your definition? It used to be, Ron, that it was someone who could be married 
but um, didn't have children. Now the definition is someone who is perhaps married with or without children, divorced, widowed, never been married, and so on. So we, we have to open up that conversation about, think about it. If we live long enough, eventually we'll be a solo ager. If we keep outliving our network of support, then a solo ager is pretty much everybody. And it's most likely women who will outlive men. Well, yeah, we tend to live longer. And the other thing you talk about is uh, some of the challenges for the younger and uh, older caregivers. What are, are their needs different? Are, are their approaches different? Yes. That, um, that I made certain that in this book, I would say that caregivers are not on the same level at any given time. We all have individual needs. So we have younger and older. We have rich and poor. We have caregivers who are um, have resources, some who don't. And so the younger ones might be managing the care of multiple generations above them, grandparents, uh, parents, so on. Stay with me just a minute. We're going to do a little business and right back to you. I'm Ron Aaron. You're listening to Caregiver SOS On Air. The award-winning program comes to you thanks to the WellMed Charitable Foundation. Carol Zerniel, our co-host, is here along with our very special guest, Joy Laverty. And we're talking about her fourth edition of her special book uh, dealing with care and managed care and elder care, all of that wrapped together in a whole lot of useful information. This is Caregiver SOS On Air. Well, thank you so much for listening to Caregiver SOS On Air. We're delighted to have you with us. We come to you every week with a discussion of an issue, a problem, some accomplishments involved in caregiving with more than 60 million caregivers across this country, but most thinking they are the Lone Rangers. We try to bring you the latest information and help that can make that job easier and more manageable. Caregiver SOS On Air takes a look at trends across this country. We provide tips on how to be a better caregiver, and most importantly, where you can go for help. On Caregiver SOS On Air, we try to give you what you need to make that caregiving manageable and to provide you with the help that can make your life easier. I'm Ron Aaron. Carol Zerniel and I are delighted to co-host this program, and we're thrilled you've joined us on the award-winning Caregiver SOS On Air podcast available everywhere, brought to you by WellMed Charitable Foundation. Hello, friend. Thank you so much for sticking with us right here on the award-winning Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel, and our special guest, Joy Laverde. Uh, Joy is an author, a writer who has put together a marvelous new book dealing with, well, not new, fourth edition, dealing with the whole issue of the complete elder care planner. And Joy, we were talking about differences between young and older caregivers. What about the recipients? Does it matter? what their ages are from the standpoint of the caregiver? I would say not because um, caregiving can happen 
at any time. Um, my approach is more of a social approach rather than a medical approach. So the first thing I do is make sure that I am facilitating the success of the individual needs of the person who is requiring some kind of attention. So that that's that's doesn't matter if you're you're in your younger adult years or 107. Well, what do you, you know, thinking over all of the content and, and it, just the conversation of younger caregivers and older caregivers, what's different now in this fourth edition than maybe the first edition? What's changed um, in your thinking? Everything. <laughs> because, the, because what has happened at the turn of the century that we must keep in mind is that Caregiving never ends because of the longevity factor of people living a lot longer. So we may think that, oh, all I got to do is open the book and think about mom and dad. No, it's mom, dad, siblings, spouses, adult children, your neighbor, your best friend. I currently am, am paying attention to the care needs of three former coworkers. We have stayed in touch since the 70s. Now one has dementia. One is, is, is handling an incredible caregiving situation. And the other one is estranged from her daughter. So I have a lot on my plate because we're all growing old together. That's new. And yeah, what do I've, you do for them? Sorry, Carol. No. I give them resources. We get on Zoom meetings every week. I help them create purpose. Um, I, I stay in touch. I visit. I do whatever I can. I stay in touch with their caregivers. I stay in touch with their children. Their children stay in touch with me. It's, a, it's a, quite a network that must be created when the person you care about so much is not necessarily a relative. So do you make that recommendation in your book about, you just said a network, which is so important. Um, do you talk about building a network or a care team, your, your family of choice, your team to, to help support you? Yeah, absolutely. But I'm really, really good at delegating. I think that that's where, that's why I am able to manage so many, so many situations that are quite unique. One is not the same as the other. You know, when you say delegating, I remember doing a show, Carol, not too long ago, where one of the guests said, uh, have a, a number of note cards with tasks on them. So when someone says, you know, I'd really love to help you, Joy, uh, what do you need? And so you hand them the card that says shopping one day a week or getting someone to cut the lawn one day a week or washing whatever. Yeah, my favorite one is, would you please call so-and-so more than you do? Just stay in touch. Most people don't even ask, Ron. They, it's, it's a sad fact that um, a lot of times people are not asked if they need help. So we have to be responsible for the quality of our own lives as a caregiver. And we need to just pick up the phone and say, I need help. Could you just make a phone call? Could you, could you buy some vanilla ice cream for dad and bring it over there? I mean, be specific and make it but, easy because. Right. Yeah. But, but what you said is so important because the other thing we often hear is 
I have to do it. I know what to do. I do it best. And that feeling that I need, it has to be me as opposed to delegating some of that. Well, the parent sometimes is responsible for that kind of management of their of their offspring. So they say, well, I really like her better than you, but they don't say it. They just say, you know, I prefer her over, you know, so I, I want Joy to do this. And Joy says, no, I can't do it this week. Have Jimmy do it. <laughs> Constantly managing this. I get out of the middle. That's my, that's my thing. Yeah, but that's, that's other, great advice. That's great advice. One other area I'd like to touch on that you touch on in your book is the whole question of resources and finding them for LGBTQ and uh, mm-hmm. veterans for caregivers who are uh, in that world, which can be very challenging and daunting. Oh, I, I, my, it was difficult to write those chapters because in my research, I realized how much, how difficult it is to be an LGBTQ plus caregiver because they cannot assume that where their elder is going to get help is is gay friendly. So I am in touch with many. I, I vetted all of the resources that are in the book. I have some incredible resources. I took a lot of time to make sure that the elders are well taken care of, the gay elders are taken care of. And for veterans? Veterans, this is what else is cool. Um, there are a whole bunch of new advisors for for the veterans. The reason is, is because it's now a, a more diverse population. So we have women, we have gay, we have we have um, African American, we have all kinds of different resources. And so I list them all in the book, all different kinds of websites to to find help. No, that's, that's, that's terrific, though. The, the veteran help, you know, I don't think people realize how many resources the Veterans Administration oh. has to tap into, which is maybe different than some of the other benefits they have that are just service-connected. One of the first questions a, an adult child or a caregiver who is not related needs to ask is, are you a veteran? And keep in mind, we have... 50-year-old veterans and 40-year-old veterans. We we need to make sure these people are well taken care of, um, whether they need care or not. It's something we could do right away. Now, Carol asked you the differences between when you wrote volume one and now the fourth edition. And one thing that strikes me, and Carol, you're looking at Carol, who is a robot fanatic. You talk about robots and new technologies. How can they impact caregiving? Well, I, it only goes so far, Ron. We can't depend on it. I've never seen a, seen a robot in the waiting room at a hospital. Okay. Technology is great for checking in and things like that, but who's going to fix it if you're long distance and, and, and something goes wrong with the internet or something goes wrong with the gizmo? You know, we can only take it so far. We must make plans to be in person and to have hands-on seeing each other on a, on a regular basis somehow. Technology is great, but it can break down. Now, by the same token, you mentioned that you keep in touch with those you're trying to assist using Zoom, which is a technology that certainly didn't exist in volumes one, two, and maybe three. Oh, you want to laugh? The, um, the last edition, of which was 2009, references the Yellow Pages. 
Oh, what is that, Joy? What is that? <laughs> no clue. I well, that that is why I knew that it had to be rewritten and updated. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you were talking about technology, and I was at a conference once, and they had the most hysterical video of the care recipients. Out, you know, we had the family had put all the technology in, in the house, uh, the smart house technology. When someone goes out the door, when did you go to the bathroom? And it was a video of the person that actually lived there just totally blowing the system, you know, like having the dog run in and out of the bathroom and show that it was going in and out or prop something in the chair. And I mean, it was really, really funny. I've had some caregivers tell me their parents take a cane and smash the camera. You know, I mean, wow. you know, it's not, it's not easy. It's, now, it's, before we run out answer. of time, uh, how can folks get a hold of your book and what does it cost? Um, I am not familiar with the cost, but I can tell you that the best way to get in uh, to buy any of the books is on Amazon or wherever books are sold online. It's the best thing. Or they could go to my website, which is, Elder, is elderindustry.com. And how do you spell your last name for those who may wonder how you spell Laverde? L-O-V-E-R-D-E. Joy, thank you so much. You have been a fabulous guest. The uh, fourth edition of her book on elder care is out, and you want to get a hold of it. For Carol Zerniel and Joy Laverde, I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for joining us on Caregiver SOS On Air. Executive producers for Caregiver SOS On Air are Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron. Our associate producer is Christy Romero. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll see you next week on Caregiver SOS On Air. You've been listening to Caregiver SOS On Air, an exclusive presentation of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. We welcome emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. Join co-hosts Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron next week for more on caregiving, improving the health and well-being of caregivers and their care recipients everywhere. For more on caregiving and podcasts of our programs, visit caregiversos.org. Texas Capital, we know your ambition is as big as Texas. That's why you're here. You'll call Texas home for the opportunity, for the untapped potential and intrepid possibilities. So why are you still banking without ambition? Come to Texas Capital and you'll find more than products and services. You'll find people who understand how to make them work in Texas. You're here. Your community is here. And at Texas Capital, you can bank like you live. Learn more at TexasCapital.com. That's TexasCapital.com. Texas Capital, member FDIC.